here I am at the details page of a product model. And let's say I want to edit this model, so I click edit. And let's say I want to edit the description. Now while I'm editing, someone else goes to that same product model and chooses to edit it as well. Let's say they change the uh, price to $3.99. And now I'm still back here editing the description. And then I submit my edit. And now this is a conflict because I actually overrid the other person's change when I submitted my second edit here because now the price is back to $2.99. And um, now in many cases, many sites, uh, this isn't too much of an issue because people are usually not editing models all over the place and it's not much of a coincidence that this happens. But in some sites, you are editing models frequently, and um, in, that, in those sites, this should be handled properly so one edit doesn't override another um, mistakenly, because this just fails silently and doesn't um, over, it just overrides it silently and doesn't give you a pretty error message or saying that um, anything was overridden. And uh, one way to resolve this issue is through optimistic locking. And the way that works in Rails is you add a lock version column to the table, in this case the products table, because this is a product model. And that and Rails will automatically increment that lock version every time the product model is successfully updated. So the if we pass that version along in the form, Rails can tell if that version um, is out of date already and will raise an error for us. So let's try to add that functionality to this site. First we want to add a column to the, the uh, products table. So do script generate migration. And the name of this is important. It needs to be lock version, um, unless you override that elsewhere, specified elsewhere. But um, the default is lock version, and it needs to be an integer, and it needs to default to zero. That's also important, so that Rails can increment it without any problem. And I'm just going to say not null. All right, so let's. Uh, migrate this. So now we added that lock version column to our products table. And the next thing we need to do is pass it along in the form. So we have our form partial here for the that product model. And I'm just going to pass it as a hidden field. So now let's try going back and editing the model again. And let's view the source. And you can see that our hidden field column for the lock version is now at zero, because that's the initial value. Let's try repeating what we did before, where we update two products at the same time. Let's change this price to $3.99 again. Update that. So now the lock version, when it's successfully updated, it gets incremented to one. But back here, in this old form, it's still at zero. So when this product is submitted, it will try to set the lock version back to zero. Rails will say, no, that version is too old, and it will uh, raise an error. So let's try this. 
Yummy. Edit this. And see, this is the error that Rails raises. It says stale object error. And we can rescue from that so that um, we can handle this error properly because we don't want to just display this to the user. That's not very friendly. So we go to our controller and in our update action, because that's where the error is being raised when we update the attributes here. So if we rescue from that error, we can handle it properly. And this is really up to you as far as how you want to handle this. Uh, for me, I made a special view called conflict, which I'm going to render. And I'll show you what that looks like in a minute. And I'm also going to reload the product model so that um, the changes that were made through the update gets reset to whatever changes were made originally and are in the database. Okay. So those two changes. And let's take a look at the conflict view so we can get an idea what that looks like. Okay, what this does, it just gives a, a brief description of um, instructions. And it outputs the uh, params product attributes, which were the original attributes the user submitted so that the user has something to reference by as he updates the changes and resolves the conflict. And then it shows the edit form again for editing that product. And we hit product reload, so this edit form will actually be the new edit form with the new price, uh, $399. And they can look at their attributes up here. So I'll show you how that looks. Let's reload this. So now we got our edit product conflict page. And we get a description with your submission. It displays the, uh, the attributes that the user submitted, and then it tells them to edit the product model again. Now this isn't very pretty, but uh, you can clean it up more. This is just a, a quick draft for, for the screencast. And so notice that this reverted to the product model which was in the database, which is the, the current version, which has the $3.99 price, and the, the description isn't updated. So let's change this to yummy. By looking at up to here, you can see that that change uh, needs to be made again. Click Resolve, and now we get a successfully updated that product model. And so we've resolved the conflict, and there are a lot of different ways you can handle this conflict resolve. You can merge the changes uh, behind the scenes so the user doesn't even have to do anything um, if your model is like that. So it's really up to you, but that's just one way to handle the, the conflict. Hey, do me a favor and check out our sponsor, peepcode.com. They make excellent Ruby on Rails screencasts, so it should be right up your alley.